as we like to say, the best jazz in Nashville on Sunday morning. <laughs> Let's hear it for our music scene. Well, I'm Paul Revere, and I'm glad to be here this morning uh, getting to share this special stage with Megan and Bernard Pollard. Uh, we, we just wanted this to be an opportunity for the church family to get better acquainted with the Pollards. And uh, Brian will help me with this feedback. Can everyone hear us okay? Yep. Good deal. Isn't it great to have a great sound system? You know, we take these things for granted until we don't have them. <laughs> so we have them. That may be mine. Okay, good. Well, uh, the Pollards have uh, been gracious to accept this assignment, and uh, Pastor Chris is out of town. Now, he gave me a list of 45 questions to ask y'all during this time, and I've just got a few. So would you prefer my list or his list? What, what would you prefer? Do what you need to do. I'm going to use my list. How about that? <laughs> uh, where are each of you from, and what brought you to Nashville? Uh, well, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and um, <laughs> uh, we came here because of Bernard's job. Well, I'm also uh, from Fort Wayne, and uh, you know, as we've been a lot of places, but this is the final stop. So, oh, you got witnesses! You got wow. Well, I'm curious when. And how did you two meet in Fort Wayne? Well, I always like to say he was chasing me in high school. Uh, I went to the uh, public high school in uh, Fort Wayne my freshman year, which is where we met. And um, we didn't start dating, though, until our sophomore year of college. He went to Purdue. I went to Indiana State. Uh, we both played sports. I played volleyball and um, just traveling back and forth. And um, that's how we've been dating ever since. I know all the ladies wanted to know, how did he propose? <laughs> you don't want to know that one. Tell us a church Bernard. <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was good, though. It was actually, uh, I think it was a Saturday night. He had a game the next day, and we were, I was going to take him to the hotel. And we were in the garage, and he just turned around from walking and asked me to marry him. <laughs> wow. All right, it worked. <laughs> How and when did you meet Jesus? Um, one of the crazy things, I grew up in church. Uh, we grew up Kojic. Um, I've always known, my mom's always had us in church. We were in church Sunday. Hmm. Monday, cry worship, Tuesday, Bible study, Thursday, we were there for prayer, Friday, we had service, Saturday, we were just cleaning up, Sunday back there. So uh, it was crazy, and we were there two or three times on Sunday. So uh, the crazy part, you know, I, I came up in a church, and to be quite honest with you, um, I got tired of church. And so it was, um, it was, it was one of those things where you know, for me, I, I, I w it was a court order that I had to go move with my father. My father was, he wasn't in church, so I moved with him seventh grade year. I was homeschooled all the way to seventh grade. So um, 
to go with my father to not ever go to church. So from seventh grade to uh, was it my second year in or my second year in the league, didn't go to church at all. So I came up in church to hit you know a dry spell to not going to church, but uh, nevertheless you know I was brought up, but. The things that my mom, you know, instilled in that seed she planted, you know, in me and my sisters, um, and my sisters and I, it was it was amazing. I, I still prayed every night. I still did everything. I just was not a part of church because I kind of got tired of church. So that's kind of my church story. Megan? Well, for me, I was uh, raised Catholic. I went to a Catholic grade school. Um, minus my seventh grade year, we moved and then came back. And then my freshman year of high school, then I transferred to the um, Catholic high school. Um, so I was raised Catholic. Um, you know, we had religion class every day, but I don't recall actually knowing who Jesus was. I mean, I knew that I believe in God. I knew who he was, but I didn't know that you could have an intimate relationship with Jesus. And so um, I went to college and would go to church with a friend of mine there. And I recall the pastor doing altar call at that time. I didn't know that's what it was, but, um, and I would feel um, just like a pull in me, but I never, I didn't know what it was, so I didn't follow through with that. And so not until Bernard and I moved to Kansas City in 2006, um, did I really see, I mean, I, for instance, like I would cry and he'd be like, quit crying, you know, just if you're going to cry, cry to the Lord, you know. So he would say things that made me think, okay, I'm saying that, you know, I love God and um, I know who he is, but my actions aren't following up with that. So, um, so we were living together. Uh, we got pregnant. Um, and then we just, there was just a whole lot of mess that went along with that just because that's not how God intended for things to be us living together and with that came me um, I think expecting him to treat me like his wife even though we weren't married um, I had given up my volleyball scholarship to go be with him and um, I think we both just expected things even though we weren't married from each other so with those bad things, uh, my mom actually lived about an hour away. So I actually went and lived with her for some time. And during that time, I didn't know Bernard was regaining his relationship with the Lord. And I really was just trying to figure out what was going on. You know, I was scared. I was pregnant. I didn't have a job. What was I going to do, you know, with this baby? And um, I think I still had, what, a year left of school. So... Um, we eventually decided to do premarital counseling and during that time that's when I came to know who the Lord was and um, we got baptized together in 2009 and just ever since then let's hear it yes yeah, the Lord is just, just helping us to know how to live together and you know how I need to be a wife and how he needs to be a husband and so and how's that working out now <laughs> it's good. I mean, we still have some, we still learn from each other. And I think communication is the biggest thing. And knowing when to say something, when not to say it, or how to say it is the biggest thing. How, how I say something, how it comes out. So. Any comments? I will say uh, for me, uh, just in the last year, I've grown um, a new respect. I don't, 
I, I don't know. I, sh- I don't know if I should say a new respect, but I've I found something, and um, you know, just in my deeper walk with Christ, um, in a deeper walk with Christ, going through an injury, finding you know out who my wife is and and what the word father and husband means, you know, and not not to say that we're not going to struggle, we're not going to battle, because that we are. It was only one perfect being that ever walked this earth. And, uh, you know, for me, I, uh, I'm happy. I really am. I'm so happy. Well, well let's hear that. Yes, congratulations. Uh, while we are acquaintances, uh, each of us were in a Sunday school class. Megan and Carolyn were in a, the women's class in the spring, and Bernard and I were in the, uh, the men's class. So we're going to plug the Sunday school classes and the choices that you have in the menu of classes that are being offered. I believe they start September 23rd. So new friendships are made in these classes. And so we want to thank uh, all of you who've already signed up. We want to encourage you. are going to have several chances to sign up here uh, as August rolls in. But uh, I heard uh, more of uh, Bernard's story in the men's class. And uh, so that meant so much to hear you talk about the injury and what it was doing in terms of your reflection. Um, in fact, someone just shared uh, before the service started, you know, if we will be still, <laughs> you know, we will find God. And it's hard for him to find us when we're that busy. And so uh, while I, I, I hate that you were injured, but if it meant this greater blessing, then praise the Lord for that, you know. For y'all in, in this testimony you're giving us. So uh, how did you hear about Strong Tower when you got to Nashville, as long as you've been here? Well, we, um, we actually, it was a couple that left here. Uh, the, uh, it was Stacy uh, and they left here and went to Baltimore. You mean the Allens? Allens, yes. Oh, my so goodness. So they left, went okay. to Baltimore. We were leaving Baltimore to come here. Okay. So, uh they went to the church we left, and we came to the church they left. So, yeah. it's, uh, so it's kind of funny. So we Small kind of swapped. World. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we swapped, and uh, Pastor Rod Harrison out in Baltimore, he told us, he said, Bernard, I know, I know a place that you mm-hmm. need to go. Uh, you guys need to go. And, and um, Megan actually started coming while I was in season. And yeah. so uh, she always come back. And, like, Bernard, I really enjoy church. I really enjoyed it. And, mm-hmm. and so it was, it was kind of funny because – I never got a chance to come, and then Rev actually ended up coming to our chapel uh, to speak. And so when he came to our chapel, I came home, I'm like, yo, it was this dude that came. And she goes, that's the pastor. And I was just like, oh. So, you know, I kind of put two and two together. Um, Maybe I better get these questions again. That he gave me. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was truly, it was truly a blessing um, for us uh, finding uh, or being led to this church. And uh, it, was, it was one of the greatest moves we made. Excuse me, I've just been handed students dismissed to house now. Is that right? Parents understand this message? <laughs> <laughs> students dismissed to house. So thank you. The youth. Okay. Good. They understand. That's, <laughs> that's a good thing. Well, I'm curious on this question. How many of you, just show of hands, how many of you knew... This, the uh, Edward and Stacy Allen family, or were impacted by them in this congregation. So here we got 
50 percent. Right. Uh, we never know. You never know who you're going to influence, where you go, and what you do. And they've obviously had uh, a relationship uh, with the Pollards, and uh, we were all blessed to have them uh, in this congregation for the years that we had them. Tell us about those precious children. I see you bring it in on Sunday mornings when I'm working the front door. Would you tell me about your kids? Well, you know, I had to repent, first of all, you know, for coming here because I threatened to throw my daughter out the car this morning. So, uh, but they, they, are, they are precious. And, and that's the God on his truth. I told her, I said, if your mom wasn't here, I'll push you out this car. So, uh, <laughs> so it, it's, it's crazy because we all reach our boiling point with our kids. And so, yeah, I'm just being honest with y'all. But uh, <laughs> speak on, brother. Speak on. Oh man! But no, we um, we have three wonderful kids, and and obviously, our son, uh, my boy, my oldest, um, just truly a blessing for me to see him come up, and uh, just the relationship that I had with my father, I had with men growing up. I don't ever want that relationship between him and I. And so uh, it's just truly, truly, truly a blessing for me to be around them and for me to be able to see my wife just interact and see how she mothers our children. So uh, it's a blessing for me to be able to have them, to have her, to have all of them uh, with me. I just, um, I mean, I enjoy all three of them and I'm just, it's crazy how you see yourself in them or see things that they do that I'm like, Okay, I'm telling them that they need to do this, but I really need to be working on this, you know, with patience or thinking before I say something. Or so um, that's that's the neat thing. And our middle child, Alana, just she has the sweetest heart. And and I think back at the end of the day, um, I was just telling Bernard this the other night in the bed crying because I felt bad that I was being I felt like I was being mean to her. And I was like, she's just trying to be so sweet, and she just I mean, you could just be mean like. Uh, just trying to discipline her and she just okay mom okay and she just it's okay so yeah they just they teach you um, just maybe what you need to work on in yourself as well thank you for using the word teach you know the scripture tells us that children are a gift from the Lord and I think when a parent as you have just acknowledged are learning from your children you're learning from the Lord because he's using them in your lives. So what a blessing. Thank you. Um, curious about the Helping Hands Foundation. Something encouraged you all to uh, help urban children who were hungry. Tell me about that and just tell me how you've felt about doing that. Um. So our foundation is called Pollard's Helping Hands, and um, we don't too much say much about it because, you know, for for me as an athlete um, and for my wife, we we're called to serve, we're called to help, and and I'm not trying to be any kind of way towards any other athlete or any other foundation, um, but I don't the way we run our foundation, we don't want cameras, we don't want people there. We don't want, you know, other people coming in to see, you know, us serving, you know, the community. You know, that's not what God called for us to do. God called for us to be of service 
to different people. And if we can step in and, and help the youth, whether it's feeding them, whether it's spending time with them, whether it's whatever, you know, that's what we're called to do. We don't want to go out asking anybody for anything. You know, everything that we do, we do from us. And uh, it's just truly a blessing to be able to see so many different kids just be happy. Just for that time you spent, just to say hi, just to listen. Um, that's truly a blessing for us. And, and, and like I continue to say, we do that because we're called to do that. And uh, we really enjoy it. Well, I appreciate your candor and I appreciate your confidentiality about it. We're, we're just using this moment to share that because there are many times someone may be touched by the same issues that you're touched with and you might can connect and there could be a collaboration. Uh, again, the benefit to serve in giving is serving. Sure. And so we just appreciate, uh, it's just, uh, if you'd have told me, I don't know when you would have told me in my life, but if we'd said hunger was going to be such a big problem in my country, in any city in America, I would have just said that's not true. But it is true today in America. It's true in Williamson County, Davidson County, the other uh, counties that make up Middle Tennessee. People or children are going to bed hungry every night. And so thank you for um, being a part and helping in, in the cities you've, you've lived in also. Uh, thinking back... Outside of your immediate family, your parents, share with us an adult who made an impression on you, uh, who may have sparked something in you, whether they knew it or not. Can you think back on some person outside of your homes? I guess for me, um, this person is somebody more recently in my life. Um, you know, the Pleasants that they just left, but Jessica Pleasant just was really blessed with her. Um, she did the women's study for the um, Titans, so I was able to be able to be with her for two years. And she just um, has a sweetheart, and um, I was able to do some discipling, uh, discipleship training with her, um, I think a year ago. And she just, the way that she parents, um, the things that she just has such intentional parenting, which I really um, look up to. So she's just been um, just a, a good person to look to when it comes to that. I will have to, um, um, obviously I said I don't really have a relationship with my father, um, but if, if, if I were to look at anybody in my life that have made impact for me, I will have to look at a guy named Herm Edwards. Um, Herm drafted me to Kansas City and to see what, what kind of man he was um, in practice, you know, in, during games, you know, when he was home, you know, I got a chance to hang with him and he kind of took me under his wing, you know, just to teach me so many different things, how to treat a woman, how to you know, to serve God, how to be a football player, you know, I carry that to this day, you know, whether I'm in a locker room, whether I'm on the field, whether I'm at home. And like I said, I, I mess up. I'm not perfect. But at the same time, I'm able to, to think back and, and to, to replay those things that was taught to me by him, you know, to see a man step up in my life um, when I really, you know, I, had, I have an issue with men. 
you know, because I've been done wrong by so many different men and so many different people, you know. So for me to look at him and be able to say, you know what, that's a real man and somebody I can take something from really means a lot to me. You know, I want to touch on something you said a little bit earlier. Um, you know, psychologists tell us that we're all born with tapes running in our, in our heads and that once we become aware as perhaps an adult of a problem that Bernard mentioned, then we can begin to do something about it. And so I want to commend you in front of your church family for deciding to break those bad tapes so that they won't be played in your son. Can the church say amen to that? Amen. Thank you. Now, is there anything I didn't ask you that you really wished I had asked you? <laughs> no, I mean, whatever you got, we're we going Well, we are so glad to have the Pollards in Nashville, Tennessee. You heard it here today. And we hope, we hope that you get the opportunity to get to know them personally as they invest their time here and their energy. And uh, we're just grateful for y'all uh, just opening the window a little bit and let us look into your lives this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you, dear. <laughs>